Hello, everyone, and welcome to Book It Vince, the wrestling dream match podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Martin Bennett. And with me, as always, is the gold standard, Anthony Hall. Oh, my God. I, I, tr- I truly know who this is. And it's like it's like I've heard it like like recently. Uh, and yes. I, I, tr- I, tr- I truly uh, am blanking in my mind on who it is. Um, the gold standard, uh, as a, uh, uh, Cody Rhodes, <laughs> Shelton Benjamin. <laughs> Shit, <laughs> Shelton Benjamin, the gold standard, his move, pay dirt. Mm, I mean, I, yes. think he, I think he was the, uh, the gold standard gimmick, or like that nickname came from after he uh was went solo and he dyed his hair blonde. I don't know if you remember that at all. Oh. Yes, yeah, I his, do. His, I do, of course. His, fin- his finisher then became pay dirt. At, that was after Team Angle when it was him and oh god, who is who is he in Team Angle with? I forget the other dude. Charlie Haas? Charlie Haas, yes. Charlie Haas? Yeah. But so, yeah. Shelton Benjamin. Where's where's Charlie Haas now? Charlie Haas. Uh, let us know where you are. Um, <laughs> I hope you're not dead. Oh God! Comment on the podcast, oh Charlie Haas. <laughs> We'd love to have you on. Um, um, yeah. Anthony, we have to admit something to the audience really quickly. Yes. Um, so um, we had recorded an episode with a guest with a uh, yes a, a, uh, with a a uh, Kalen Radham, who is a writer for oh, Wow. Callum, Callum Ratton. Callum Ratton. Did I say Callum? <laughs> what did I say? Yeah. Oh, okay. Callum. Yeah. Yeah. Callum. <laughs> Callum Ratton, who's a writer for the Beaverton. We recorded an episode and unfortunately the audio didn't, didn't save and all this stuff. Oh. And we oh. have our official lost episode, but we will get him back onto the podcast because it was a really good yes. episode trust us <laughs> yeah it was and we we will do it again and we will do it justice again and now we officially have a lost episode of book events because i mean of, officially we thought that our very first episode was going to be a lost episode and now Actually, what like yeah now that 30, i'm remembering you're right <laughs> 30 33 Five. episodes later 30 35 episodes wait what mm. episode are we on right now this is 35 this is 35. Yes. So 34 episodes after our first episode, we finally have a lost episode. <laughs> but hopefully damn, it will be a, is it a good one. Hopefully uh, people will get to hear that again someday. Uh, yep. <laughs> <laughs> they will. I'm sure they will. Uh, we're, we're going to record it again. We will get yeah. Calum on again and we will record it again. But Marty... We are here, uh, episode 35, uh, and it's going to be a special one. Uh, you are challenging this week. So, in, so because we lost the episode, I thought, you know what? Screw it. We're going for a big topic. We're going for a heavy hitter. And if you heavy see hitter. the title of the podcast, you know exactly what it is. But before we get into that, if you like what we do here at Book Events, please subscribe and follow the podcast on whatever platform you get your podcasts on, whether it's Spotify, iTunes, Amazon. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. Or you can come and watch the video version and see our beautiful faces 
and see Anthony's crazy backgrounds and our 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 t-shirts. Anthony's wearing his Book It Vince shirt, which is exclusive. And I'm wearing uh the exploding barbed wire deathmatch. Omega versus Mox. That's right. Um so okay. I'm just trying to figure out how to intro this. People already know exactly what we're going to talk about because they see the title of the episode. Mm-hmm. So I might as well just come out and say it and then we'll get into it. This oh, yeah. week, the dream match that we are going to be booking is CM Punk versus Samoa Joe. One Ooh. more match. One more match. One match only. Is, wait, is that going to be the stipulation that there's only one match and it's it's just this match? Like, there's no other build up to it. Like, they don't fight each other in any capacity, and it's just this one last match. In a sense, yes, I believe oh, so. Because spicy. Let's give you a little history lesson, folks. All the way back history. to th- <laughs> history. History of a feud. <laughs> yeah, I, I just said history, <laughs> history and this history of a feud with Marty. Marty, history. please take it away. Tell us about the history of CM Punk and Samojo. The year is 2004. 2004. And a little indie promotion called Ring of Honor. Which. Uh. Smojo is the third ever ROH World Heavyweight Champion. Third ever, third ever. At this time, he has been holding the title for 15 months. That's a year and three months. He has defended it almost 20 times. Um, And he's put ROH on the map. 10 times two. Well, no, it isn't. <laughs> this is Steiner math. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's defended it against the likes of Christopher Daniels, AJ Styles, Paul, uh, Paul London, Colt Cabana, uh, BJ Whitmer. Um, just an insane amount of matches, and he's become an indie darling while at the same time in the same company. There's a little old guy called CM Punk, which a little behind the scenes, Anthony did not know what CM stood for until just before we started recording. Yeah, I just assumed that it stood for uh, Charles Manson Punk. <laughs> Why Charles um, Manson? The, the killer? <laughs> it's, it stood the for... The leader, uh, Charles Manson? Uh, it stood for Cheddar Muppet Punk. <laughs> Uh, it stood for crazy maniac punk, um, or it stood for uh, charisma man punk. What it, what CM Punk stands for is chick magnet punk. All of mine are better than that. Wait, well, I mean, <laughs> I don't know exactly why. Like, I remember hearing about why he that was his name, but then just going for CM Punk. I don't know. It just sticks and it and it's mm-hmm. it's just such a unique wrestling name but at the same time in this company CM Punk is rising the ranks uh currently in 2004 he is mm. uh one half of the ROH tag team champions oh shout um, out to you and he wins an opportunity 
to face Samoa Joe on a house show June 12th, 2004 in Dayton, Ohio. Mm. What later would be go, what later would the show would be called? Um, because what I was reading about when I was just learning a bit more is that they they never named like their shows the day before or like before the actual show. They would then go on to name it afterwards when they would like put it up online or on home like video on and DVD stuff. DVD or something? Yeah, okay. Would later be called World Title Classic. In the main mm-hmm. event, Samoa Joe and CM Punk would go 60 minutes uncontested to a wow. time limit draw. And Joe would retain the title. A draw. So their first match was a draw. Their first match went sixty minutes and was a draw because on the indies, unlike in WWE, on the indies and now <laughs> in places like uh, you know in New Japan and in AEW, uh, wrestling had time limits because you know you have to plan a show, and so there is a chance that if the wrestlers go over the time limit, it will be a draw and no one wins. And so for world title matches, it was always and it has always been 60 minutes. Um, and yeah, they went 60 minutes. And that was it. Um, and at the very end, um, I think it's homicide comes in. He attacks Joe. He uh, yells at the crowd and then CM Punk gets up and he like cuts a promo against homicide. And the two guys stand in the ring like uh hugging be oh cm punk says like this is the greatest promotion on the planet this is the most prized title on the in north america and it's all because of you joe and he gives the title back to joe and they hug and embrace and they thank each other um but later october 16th 2004 2004 they go uh ROH is in Chicago. Which Ooh, that's in the state of Illinois. And it's also CM Punk's hometown. Yeah. <laughs> if, you, if you're listening to the podcast, Anthony just turned on his background and it's the uh still of uh CM Punk and Joe shaking hands before their match, before Joe versus Punk 2. Um CM Punk has lost the tag tiles at this point. Joe is still ROH World Heavyweight Champion. Damn. Nobody can beat him. Well, nobody can beat him, including CM Punk, because, again, for the second time, they go to a 60-minute time limit draw. Oh, my God. Another draw. He really Another can't draw. do it. That, that child mouse punk. Um, that uh, crispy Manchego punk. <laughs> and then a few months later, two months later, on December 4th, 2004, again, Joe still ROH champion. Still. Still having mm-hmm. defended it against many people during this time. A total of uh, 623 days over or almost two years um 
these two face one last time at a show that they would oh call All-Star Extravaganza 2. Really not great names for these shows. <laughs> uh, well, I mean... <laughs> Very yeah, matter-of-fact. World <laughs> title classic, and then the second one was just straight-up called uh, Joe versus Punk 2. And then the third right. one was All-Star Extravaganza 2. Um, in New Jersey. The Garden State. <laughs> they would go 30 minutes okay and in the last bit joe finally hit this like combination of moves to choke out punk who never tapped mm. he never got pinned he just mm. choked him out and joe would retain his title Thus, More like choke magnet punk. That's <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I was saving that one. Bravo. Uh, <laughs> to eventually to essentially say that Joe is the better of the two. Um, and then just a little history right. after this. Uh uh only a month later, Austin Aries would beat uh Samojo for the world title, ending his reign. Uh, Joe would never get the title back again. He'd leave, go to TNA the next year, uh, and then Punk mm. beat Austin Aries the next year uh, for the ROH championship. Good. So good. Good job, Punk. This trilogy of matches has been regarded in the independent world as one of the best rivalries ever. Um, obviously. You have two dudes who I was say I was talking to I was saying this to Anthony before we started recording. ROH is an interesting and and, and interesting an interesting entity uh, yes. because you have some of the most popular wrestlers of today come from ROH. You have Samojo, you have CM Punk, you have Daniel Bryan, you have Seth Rollins. Um, but it was also a promotion that at, at the time, I, in my personal opinion, like it was probably one of the only like. Like uh, TNA wasn't around just yet. TNA would spawn a couple, a year or two later. Um. There were there were some other like smaller independent stuff, but like obviously WWE was the huge thing. WCW was the second biggest promotion. And then you had the indies and ROH was coming out at the time where the Internet was just picking up steam. And so people were starting to share videos of independent wrestling shows. Mm -hmm. And so ROH was at the time this company that was like the alternative to TV wrestling. Um, I just think that now, this is just my like little personal opinion, maybe some of the some of the marks out there will be like, well, you know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, but I feel like now wrestling has definitely <laughs> evolved. <laughs> I feel like wrestling has definitely evolved now. And uh, 
uh, we can look back with rose-colored glasses going, well, yeah, of course it was amazing because look at all these wrestlers. I knew it. I was watching ROH in 2004, dear. Um, (laughs) Because honestly, you go back and watch these wrestling matches, and I think if you're too used to today's wrestling, these wrestling matches would appear. This might be a very controversial opinion. Oh, hot take, Marty, incoming. Nuclear heat. These matches are kind of boring. (laughs) And it's just because it's clearly it's it's clearly early 2000s wrestling and also indie wrestling. But also Mm. it's like it's it, it, it feels that way because it is, again, two 60 minute matches. But nothing crazy happens like you think back to one of my favorite matches ever and i've said it before is hangman uh hangman adam page and kenny omega versus the young bucks at revolution we watched Mm -hmm. it together live Mm -hmm. and that's one of the Mm -hmm. best tag team matches i've ever seen if not one of the best matches i've ever seen that match escalates and there's so many moments where you think it's going to be over and it's not the Joe versus Punk matches are more like wars of attrition where it's clearly two incredibly technical wrestlers trying to show who is the better wrestler. And like from a technical standpoint, these are masterpieces. But from like an entertainment standpoint, like unless I think if you were out there live, it would have been electric because in both matches the fans who have been standing there for like one this one match which is over an hour but they've been there for an entire show are chanting Mm. one more minute one more minute and they want them to keep fighting and they're all standing on their feet like going crazy and so it's just that i think also you watch these matches and they're completely different wrestlers than they are today right they're completely different wrestlers than they are today. Their styles are different. Their move sets are different. Much more exciting since they, you know, obviously you join WWE. You got to get more sports entertaining. Um, and so like Punk doesn't have the go to sleep. Joe doesn't have the Coquina clutch. Uh, they just have more simplistic move sets and whatnot. Um, right. Joe but, does use the Coquina clutch though in the final in the match. final match. Yes. Yeah. In the final in the final match, he does finally bring on the sleeper. The the uh rear naked choke. Rear naked choke sleeper. Um but what I will give the matches extreme credit for is like it does in like when I say boring, I more mean like Nothing like crazy happens that makes you think, oh, this is this has got to be it. The whole time right. you're kind of sitting there going, maybe it's also the fact that you know that it's going to be a draw, but you kind of sit there and you're like, this could literally go on forever. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like there's no moment where you're like, that's got to be it. Oh, no, it isn't. It's just like technically amazing how they're chaining stuff together and how they're managing to get out of uh of submissions uh uh pinning combinations and like it goes back and forth like there's a lot of moments in the matches where like they 
uh, are clearly matched together and then one takes over, then the other takes over. It's back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Um, and that in itself is incredible. And the endurance of it is phenomenal. So, but all that to say is people have wanted to see another match ever since then. Right. And what's sad is that not, they were not in WWE at the same time. Punk ended up going to WWE and Joe went to TNA and Joe ended up being champion in TNA. Punk ended up being champion in WWE. And then Punk left before Joe could join or, or Punk was still in WWE, but Joe was in NXT. And then Punk left before Joe could move up to the main roster. Ships passing in the night, if you will. Two and ships now, passing and now, in the night. Joe is no longer with WWE. Now the ships are just in the night, uh, aimlessly, aimlessly steering somewhere. Who knows? Well, one of the and one of the first things that someone did after Joe was released was tweeted at him saying, now that you're not with WWE any, anymore. Is there a possibility we could see one more Joe versus Punk match? And Joe mm-hmm. replied saying anything is possible. Or it was Punk. I think it was either Punk or Joe. One of them replied saying anything is possible. And and also, I don't know if we've mentioned before on the podcast, but Punk has said with the right amount of money and the right story, he would come back to wrestling. That could be the right story. So maybe we should create the right story right now. Oh, what a perfect segue. We so had that, uh, a there's lot your, of time your, to give the history. Yeah, there's your little <laughs> wrestling here, history for the start of the episode. Now We're here now. So here's what immediately makes me think. And this, there's going to be a lot of like, ooh, like, you know, the, since Joe was released, the biggest speculation is, you know, yes, these two were huge in ROH. ROH mm. right now is not that big of a company anymore. It's still really indie. Um, but Impact is getting a lot bigger. Impact mm. used to be TNA. And Joe mm. is one of is known as one of the greatest impact wrestling champions there was. Yes. This summer is Slammiversary. We like that. What if Joe shows up at Slammiversary? We like that. And challenges Kenny Omega. We like that. For the Impact World title. Okay. (laughs) We like that. We like that. So right now, Kenny Omega is the Impact World champion. I think the person that could take it off of him is Joe. Mm. Yes. If the timeline lines up, could be him. And imagine like, imagine like Kenny ends up facing someone and someone else. Maybe it's like Rich Swan again. Um, Well, he's going to face Moose now. The next person that he is is facing, uh, that Kenny is facing at the time of recording is Moose. Right. Okay. And so he faces Moose. He beats Moose. Yes. And then as he's celebrating, who comes out to attack him? To a big, or actually, you know what? Not even to attack him. 
why attack him? Because this is where I think it's going to happen. I think Joe coming off of the being released and stuff has big baby face energy, right? Mm. And so music plays. Joe comes walking out. Everyone loses their minds. Mm. Kenny Omega is standing in the ring going, what? 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 Yeah. No, Joe. And Don Callis no. and the Good Brothers. <laughs> no. It's Samoa. You don't work here. It's Samoa Joe. Woo. And he just gets in the ring. No, no attacks. No nothing. And he just goes nose to nose with Kenny Omega. Face to face. Yeah, face to yeah, face. Yeah, yeah. And, just, and he just looks down at the impact title and just like taps it. And then just like backs up and then like points at a, a watch or something. And he's like, and he's like, <laughs> invisible watch. <laughs> invisible watch. And he's like, time's, invisible watch. Yeah. Time's ticking. Time's ticking, Kenny. Oh. oh. What do you think? Kenny, I think that's good. I, I really like that. I think that's like, that'd be super hype. Uh, I don't think that it would happen maybe after he beats Moose, but I think maybe. A little bit after that, maybe Kenny faces one more person at Impact before uh, in Impact before that happens. Um, But then, boom! Oh, yeah! I I love that. I genuinely do think it will happen at Slammiversary because Slammiversary is happening after the date that came out that all of their non-compete clause, all the people that were released the same time, you know, Joe, Chelsea Green, Mickey James, the Iconics, like. Yeah, uh, their non-compete clauses all end like in July and mm. Slammiversary is happening at the end of July. And what bigger pop would it be than coming back t- at the pay-per-view? So, yeah, what be- what bigger pop would it be than Mojo Raleigh showing up in Impact to challenge Kenny Omega? <laughs> so, hmm. Sorry, Mojo. I... I love you. I think you're. I think you're. Uh, you're a crazy guy, and uh, I would love to party with you and Gronk. Um, but yeah, you're right. Uh, I think that would be massive, and especially because Impact is picking up so much steam, and that like they are basically like dialing up people who are sort of like longtime Impact people or like Impact originals to try to take the title back from Kenny. Like who more original and more. Um, influential and memorable uh, as a member of the TNA roster or a member of the impact roster to take that title back and to bring it to its rightful promotion than Samoa Joe. It just makes sense. It just makes sense. And I think the only thing that's preventing this from happening is just like, we don't really know what Joe's health is like right now. Like the reason why he was off TV for so long is because of injuries and why he went to the commentary desk, but like maybe he is ready and maybe he's, Two months away. And if he is, oh, mama mia. Get Mauro Ronaldo on that call. Get Mauro to <laughs> be like, it's a Marjo. Mama mia. So then here's what I'm picturing. Mm. Because when, when, when I first mentioned this rivalry to you, you said, oh, is this going to happen in ROH? And I said, no, I don't think so, because ROH mm-hmm. is not big enough. I think, yes, it is a callback to it, but I don't think that it's big enough to be in. Like, ROH is not that big right now. I think having it on TV 
And I think, you know, Tony Khan's got that money. Mm. He's got that money. Mm. Um, this would definitely happen on AEW Impact. My question is, this is this is the thing that I'm having trouble connecting it to. Okay, so in this world of you know continuing the story, these two dudes had two insane matches with no finish. They highly mm. respect each other. They then had a match mm. where Joe was the better guy and since then they've never gotten to prove each other otherwise i think it would be really compelling that cm punk comes back with a bit more heelishness to him so in 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 the trilogy matches neither of them are technically heel and neither of them are technically face they're both sort of Joe is so well loved. Like they're both so well loved mm. that it's more of just like the respect of competition. While though they both have like some good qualities and some heel qualities. But I think now you kind of have to make it a bit more defined and bring more stakes up to it. I don't right. think it'd just be a thing of like CM Punk, like you beat me once. I want to see if I can beat you. Um, what makes what what I'm having trouble with is just the connection that I want to make where somehow so Joe shows up on impact. I want punk yeah. to show up on a W attacking Joe, but it wouldn't make sense for Joe and for Kane to defend the impact championship on a W like that's the only thing that I'm I'm having trouble with. Like Okay. Mm. Huh. Because because I think it would be you're very have to. It would be very like like a uh, 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 fantasy or like like Cinderella story of Joe just about to win the TNA title back or the Impact title back, and then Punk screws him out of it. But obviously the championship match would be happening on impact not on AEW, and i think punk showing up on AEW would be way cooler but i mm. think it has to be in correlation with joe i don't think it can i don't really think it'd be cool enough for joe to show up on impact cool punk to show up on AEW, cool and then they eventually meet i think punk comes back specifically for joe Yes. Okay. So what I think is that there should be a match in Impact post Slammiversary that is where um Joe beats Kenny Omega for the Impact title. So Joe d does become Impact champion again. Yes. Okay. However, however, Don Callis is like, this not this is not fair. You got to uh, challenge Kenny on your home turf. Um, Kenny was not ready for this. He was not expecting to be challenged in Impact, and 
there were external factors. He was worried maybe friends of Joe or impact people would interfere. Therefore, he was not in the right state of mind. We want a rematch at AEW. Uh, what would be around there? Like all out. Right? I think all out would be around that time. Um, if it was this year, yes. Okay, so it's like I want a rematch. The invisible but, hand says. But you would think, but you would think that Kenny would be slated for a AEW World Title defense at All Out. More importantly, yes, yes. But you could tie those two things in together. Like you could be like, Kenny wants a rematch at All Out for that Impact Title, and. To make it enticing for Joe to come over, he'll put up the AEW title as well. So then you could have Joe versus Kenny for the it's a rematch for the Impact title, but also the AEW title is on the line. And there could be another storyline within AEW that's like another person is chasing the AEW title. So you make it a triple threat at all out between. Samoa Joe, Kenny, and then somebody else. And we don't know who that somebody else is, but the, the somebody else is probably the person who ends up taking the pin. So okay. that either Kenny gets the title back or Joe wins the AW title. And if right. Joe wins the AW title, then CM Punk attacking him could be good, but also. CM Punk could come out after Joe loses the Impact title to attack him. You can decide. Where do we, what do we want? Do we want to really just take all of the gold off of Kenny? Or do we want there to be a little bit of shenanigans so that Kenny can pin our mysterious third and get his titles back? I think that I think Punk showing up needs to be the final moment of a show. Okay. So I think the most powerful way to do that so, is if but, Samoa Joe wins. But Kenny doesn't necessarily take the pin because then he can still be within the realm of challenging for the title once this one last match is over. Right. It What, what kind of hit... What I'm just having a hard time with is... What would be crazier? Punk showing up at a pay-per-view or Punk showing up on TV? I kind of feel like Punk um, showing up on TV would be nuts. So even if it was just a normal-ass dynamite. Also, because you got to think about it the way that they're currently booking like AEW and Impact is like, would Tony Khan want another promotion's title to be the main event I guess it's like probably if, if if it's like the idea that you have, it's like going to be all the belts. Sure. Yeah. But would he want the main event of like one, like they're, you know, they only have like four big shows mm-hmm. in AEW. You know, mm-hmm. they have revolution, double or nothing, mm-hmm. all out and full gear. Mm-hmm. Does he really want the main event of that to be 
also another promotions title or just the AEW title. I think just the AEW title. So I think if it was a dynamite and it was fine, you like it, like I think, yeah, on impact or maybe it's another impact pay-per-view. Uh, Joe technically wins, but it's that Don Callis thing where he's like, no, no, this son, this Wednesday dynamite. Kenny will fight and defend on his own terms on his own turf. Like that sort of thing. Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I like this because this is, this is basically also, what how crazy would when, that be when Omega beat Mox. Yeah. 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 How how kind of hype? Yeah. How hype would that be? Like, oh my God, Samoa Joe is going to be on AEW. This is crazy. Like Omega versus Samoa Joe on TV. What mm, kind of crazy mm. match is that's going to be? But okay. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. I totally get where you're going with this. So let's say that at this uh, AEW pay, or not AEW Impact pay per view, um, we get Samoa Joe versus Kenny Omega, um, and Samoa Joe, I think, chokes out Kenny Omega so that he like he doesn't tap, he's not pinned, and he just passes out. So then technically, technically, Samoa Joe wins and is the Impact champion, but and then, like, before. He can go get the belt. Don Callis runs away with the belt and Kenny is like taken away by the good brothers and thrown into a limousine. Yeah. And they're like, we'll see you on impact this Wednesday. If you want this belt, you got to come to our turf to get it. Yeah. Or it's like, you have to come to AEW to get it. Yeah. And they can he has to come then, to the champs turf. And then the, and then the commentary team on dynamite can put over like, like one, it would be like Joe's like, big entrance back to like a crowd mm. you know uh i think that would be a huge moment uh because this whole rivalry or this whole dream match booking is all about like these two dudes who have like been in the business for over 20 years like it's kind of celebrating like them and their like ability and stuff so i think like joe getting that reception of like a full house coming back out big tv match yeah, it's like advertised on Twitter and Instagram Commentary. and they do like some spots on like uh, Elevation and Dark where they air like um, just like what happened. And then it's like this Wednesday uh, on AW Dynamite, uh, it's Kenny Omega versus Samoa Joe for the Impact Championship. Mm -hmm. and, and I, I think, think he has to Samoa Joe has to win, right? Yes, I, I think so. I think so. And that's when CM Punk, CM Punk is going to show up to. Oh, my God. That episode of Dynamite would be fucking crazy because yeah. one, you already know Samoa Joe is going to be there. So that's a huge rating boost. And then while you're at the peak of your ratings, because, you know, Samoa Joe is showing up the end of the episode is fucking CM Punk coming back and attacking Samoa Joe. That's insane. I think it's definitely got to be it's definitely got to be like a like joe wins joe wins the belt and then what would be what would be like what would be the cooler sort of attack 
with a weapon i think no matter what cm punk is like wearing like a ski mask and like a hoodie and it's like who is this masked assailant sort of thing and then punk like stares at the hard camera and then takes it off and everybody loses their shit it's cm punk it's Mm -hmm. cm punk yeah (laughs) you know but what it's like when like it's like when kenta it's like when kenta showed up it was like oh my god it's like you, yeah. you like you knew that I mean you knew eventually he was probably gonna do some some shit, but like when he showed up, it was like holy Christ. Excalibur yeah. would be putting Ski over Excalibur would be putting over the voice of the voiceless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he made he made <laughs> it a kendo back. stick. I don't fucking know. Yeah, something like that. And he yeah, he just smacks Joe and he's just he just maybe is standing over Joe and does the reveal, and it's like, oh my god. And then, of course, Tony Khan, being the man with the deep pockets that he has, gets the rights to uh, Cult of Personality, uh, and that obviously takes us out of the episode. That would be crazy. That would be so good. It just all of a sudden, Punk yeah. standing there, and all you hear is yeah. Oh, uh, that'd be crazy. Yeah. <laughs> And he just holds the kendo stick up. He's the guy who's like leg on Joe. He's like stepping on him. He's like, ah, yeah. And uh, then, okay. So now we know how they get, how they're in the same promotion, yeah. or at least in the same universe now. But now how do we explain? How do we explain why now? Why did he come back now? I think, I think this is where like, yeah, you kind of set up a, I mean, this is where the rivalry can really take shape in terms of like, yeah, punk showing more of his heel side. But then I think like throughout it, they kind of go back and forth with who's getting cheered, who's getting booze and stuff like that. I think that all Mm. just comes down to like what they do to each other. And I think it does get a bit more ruthless, but I don't think that the final match is like a hardcore match or a ruthless match. I think that's an easy cop out. I think it has to just be, I think if anything, a, I think if anything, a Iron Man match would be really cool, but I think I was just about to say that. I think you got to put way more stakes on it. Not in terms of like, if one of them loses, this is all that it is. But I think like, imagine like, the main event or like of a pay-per-view. I think, I think it all just leads down to them having a face-to-face confrontation where you get to hear these two, like full on promo on each other. It's just like years down the line, everybody's going to be like, this is the best. This is, this is just the most delicious moment of TV ever. Um, of these two just cutting each other down. And then it just ends with them going with Punk being like, Joe's like, what do you want, Punk? And he's like, and he just, and, and like, they get right in each other's face. So he's just like, Joe versus Punk one last match. And just like throws down the mic and they're just staring at each other. And then Joe just, Joe just like puts out his hand and they shake on it. And, and like no words, like no oh, just real. Like this. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm, mm. I mean, okay. it, it calls so back to I think that. To add, but I think leading up yeah, to that I think point, to add some weight to it. Leading up yeah, to that point, I think we, there's going to be stuff to, before. I think we, 
I don't, I don't think it's, it's lazy for us to be like, oh, okay, up in, let's say the week after that attack happens, we're, we probably want to hear from CM Punk. Maybe we get a classic AEW in a dark room video package that has a little bit of the history of these guys. We get some of that footage and we hear why CM Punk has come back. He has seen um, Joe in his career outside of ROH and he's imagine he's been uh, jealous imagine, maybe he, right yeah imagine you have because normally when they do those like video packages and it's like leading up to a feud like finale or, or or talking about like the past or anything like that usually it's the same people it's usually the commentary team and maybe sometimes the coaches um, you know you got JR you got Excalibur, you got Tony Schiavone, and usually it's them. Imagine if it's obviously this isn't like a a rivalry that's been within AEW. It's been a rivalry that's without of it or without mm. or outside of it. Mm-hmm. Excalibur would obviously be the uh, the perfect person to like explain stuff, but I think then you get wrestlers from within yeah. AEW to talk about how much this match meant on the indies or this rivalry. Yeah. Like they put it over and you hear people like, um, uh, I mean, probably like Christopher Daniels or Frankie Kazarian. Um, yeah, because they were probably around at least like to, to witness some of this, any of the Um, other impact old impact guys or, or TNA guys, like mm. you have these people who are just like, you, you get these wrestlers who like put over this rivalry and maybe they could work with ROH to get some of the footage. But yeah, um, I think then Punk's return promo is he comes out and he does not classic pipe bomb, but I think he comes out and he like sits down in the ring and he starts spilling just kind of like rhetoric about wrestling and about about where his journey and where he's gone mm. and what he's been through mm. and then and then finally mm. it's like maybe it's this thing of like when Joe shows up at Slammiversary to the time that that match happens maybe it's been like a month you know or more maybe it's been a, it's yeah. been like a couple of weeks right it's been like four mm-hmm. or five weeks and punk can say like this past month like this past month has been the hardest i've ever had in my life because i had to sit back and watch and just basically cut joe down where he's like and watch a sad sack of a human who used to be the greatest of all time Come back to adoration. Come back to accolades and getting his shot right away. Like that sort of thing where it's like Joey Mealy got in the spotlight. He's there. Good. Whatever. While Punk has been sitting back and he's and it could also be this thing of Punk saying like I would I have been waiting for the right moment to finally come out of the shadows. And Joe like you were you are you were the reason why 
Like you are my uh, Moby Dick. <laughs> you are my. You are the great whale that I that I'm searching for. Uh, no, I think I think you're on the right track. Where it's like, yeah, he he sees he's been jealous, and he's like he's seeing that Samoa Joe has just instantly come back, and everybody has welcomed him with open arms and handed him everything. And it's it's just so sad that a person who used to fight for their opportunities, a person that was respected because they worked hard and earned every shot, would just welcome all of these opportunities on a silver platter being placed right in front of them just because of their name. Well, if I wanted that, I would have come back way sooner. Yeah, He's that's like, exactly I what I was about to say. That, yeah. That's exactly what I was like, about to say. He, was that if I wanted punk, the easy way in, I would have yeah. come back way sooner. Yeah. Yeah, Punk could have ease, like Punk could say like, I could have come back a million times and yeah. I would have been and I would have been in the main event, but I chose not yeah. to. Mm-hmm. I'm just waiting for my time, the right time. Yeah. And, yeah, and, and he could, and he yeah, could he, say like, ooh. and you <sighs> and you ruined that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's brutal. Yeah. It's like, and you ruined that. Yeah. You, you just took the first opportunity that was given to you, that was handed to you like a, like a pacifier. And you just suck, you suck that opportunity right up and you're still sucking on that pacifier. (laughs) He could, he could say like, uh, it's really clear what the last, uh, it's really, it's really clear what the last five years has done to you. Basically Mm. like, basically Mm -hmm. like, you know, uh, referring to his time in WWE and then he just, and then punk can be like, why don't you just, uh, maybe you need to go back and beg for your desk job back or something like that. Oh yeah. Maybe yeah. you should just go back and beg for your desk job. <laughs> <laughs> because that's, that's all you're good for nowadays. Anyway, that's all you're good for. You're just, and then you're just a voice. You're not the, you're not the warrior. That you used to be. You're not the champion you used to be. You're just a a character. (laughs) But but I think then even once they get face to face, I think Punk like puts over Joe so much, and and that's and it's kind of like that angry side of like a uh, uh, of like a good middle ground. Like, yeah, you're face because everyone loves you, but you're heel because you do dirty things or you you like do bad things. But it's like Punk, I think, did take that opportunity to be like the longest reigning. I don't know if he was the longest reigning ROH champion. I don't know if anyone ever took that from him. But if he was, it's like longest reigning ROH champion in history. TNA, just listing off his accomplishments and you throw it all away. (laughs) Yeah. For a quick paycheck, just to be a part of something that is is popular like just being a part of uh, this the height of this movement that other people have built up that you're you're just coming in and 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 just skimming off the top yeah like that's not the joe that i know that's not the joe that i competed against but i think joe i went to war with after that first promo joe just comes out and attacks him and they just brawl i think then joe's retaliation (laughs) yeah 
I think Joe's retaliation to like Punk saying all that is that he then retaliates with saying like, you just quit. You just gave up. Yeah. You didn't try. Yeah. And then he can then he can get mm-hmm. real babyface like cheers by being like every day I wanted to get cleared. I tried to get cleared. And the mm-hmm. second that I did, I was gone. I mm-hmm. as soon as I left, I went like to try to get back. I wanted to come back to this because this is my life. What yeah. have you been doing for the past 10 years? Nothing. You've been playing stay-at-home husband and getting kicked uh, in the face in UFC. What? Are, what was? What have you done? What have you done? You got beat up in a cage. You're playing. You're playing happy make-believe husband. <laughs> like, you're, you're, yeah. That's like that's a little heelish, but it's just like no. You're, I think for them, you've been it's sitting. Ar- you've been sitting around. Yeah, you've been sitting around. You, you tell me that I am a shadow of myself. I'm a shell of myself. I'm the competitor. Uh, I'm not the competitor that you once knew. But if you look at yourself in the mirror, you're talking about yourself. You're describing yeah. CM Punk, mm-hmm. someone who's been sitting around, couch potato punk. and i yeah and i think that that really helps like to um to really get that the rivalry the rivalry and the tensions uh at an all-time high because yeah cm punk wants one more match because he wants to bring out the warrior the the great the great champ the the man he respects and joe wants the match because it's cm punk it's his mm-hmm. chance to wrestle one of his greatest um, competitors again in his also, comeback. You know, it is also this thing of that punk. I'm sure has this could have this little, you know, seed in the back of his head is like, you never beat Joe, like he beat mm. you. He beat you. And mm. so maybe mm. it's part of that mm. is like, finally, yeah. Like, it's super easy to be like, oh, well, the reason why Punk wants to fight Joe is because he finally wants to beat him. But at the same time, it's like, you got to have a bit more depth to it than that. But it, but I think that is a very strong point in the story is that, you know, you could have a, good old classic sit down interview with jr where he's like oh is the, is the reason why you're you're uh <laughs> here we go everybody this is the jr impersonations are starting we're getting into the is there is there here. is the reason why you you're you really want to just fight uh uh small joe is because you've never beaten him let me take you back <laughs> Let, you don't have to take back. me back. You don't have to take me back. You know, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not here to talk about that. I'm not going to talk. Let, about that. Let's go back. Uh, Seventeen years ago. No, we're not, we're not going December back. December twenty two thousand four. Jim, we're not going back there. After I don't want to talk about Jim. After two. After two. Uh, <laughs> no okay. contest. Well, you're going. Okay. Time Can't stop time you now. Matches. You're, oh, you're going. Smojo beat you. Choked you out. You is is that truly the reason why you want to 
down have a ramp this, right now. This rematch, slow with, and steady. With Joe, yes, <laughs> yes. Short answer, yes. My God, that took you. That took you thirty-five minutes to ask me that one question. Uh, don't want to talk about it. And yes, God damn it. <laughs> Give me Joe. Give me Joe. But I think you could have a really good sit down. Like, I think I think then I kind of don't even want it to be an Iron Man match. Like the idea of an Iron Man match in my head is like because then you could have like it could. I think I think then the idea of an Iron Man match to me as the finale to this is because then a it would be funny for the wrestling nerds to be like well technically joe had this many pins over cm punk and technically cm punk had this many uh, uh pins or submissions over him so technically out of the two of them like i think that would be really funny just to like kind of stick it mm-hmm. to the nerds where it's like like depending on how the match goes like it they end up actually tied or whatever or, or you know that sort of thing but also i think because now that wrestling has evolved and also like their styles have evolved. You could have moments where like, yes, Joe gets one here. Punk gets one here. Joe gets one here. Punk gets one here. Um, because wrestling is now faster paced. And these two are far more experienced. Instead of doing just a single match that ends with one single finish. Like, I just think that an Iron Man would make it a bit more exciting because of the... Uh, the uh what's the word i'm looking for um not the move set but like the what, what am i thinking of the arsenal the, the arsenal <laughs> arsenal <laughs> right. marty okay jr okay <laughs> we're still the ar- together the arsenal the moves <laughs> The, the arsenal these two have. <laughs> the I'm, arsenal I'm these two have are, are. I had an energy drink. I'm feeling fucking crazy, Barry. <laughs> <laughs> the arsenal <laughs> these two have now would then accelerate a match like that, rather than just like a single match, sixty minute time limit. Yeah, this is the be all end all. I think then an Ironman match would just make it a lot more exciting. That then like. That's right. It would be uh, a but barbecue again, the marks... with many different meats, many styles of barbecued cuisine. <laughs> There's be a, a couple slices of brisket, some spare ribs. Like <laughs> somebody throw in a couple hot dogs, some links. Okay, Jared. Uh, okay, it's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be a, a, be a feast of a wrestling match. Jared, do you want your do you want your applesauce now? Time Apple for a nap. <laughs> I need I need to go to I need to go to sleep. <laughs> Ah, After okay. all of this, me, right, I got stop. to go to all sleep. Right, stop. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe at the same time, maybe to the fans, like just a single match where it has one conclusive finish is would be a lot more interesting. I don't know. No, I don't think so, Marty. I think I think the Iron Man match is is the way to go because it really they can almost like. In, in, depending on how the match is produced, like you can pretty much do callbacks to all of their matches 
that they've ever had, right? And like the, all the the finishes, you can do some false finishes that are like based on like like um, CM Punk getting choked out. You could do um, like Joe getting hit with like a, a GTS or whatever the fuck that indie finisher that CM Punk used was called uh, that you were talking about earlier. Um, you can do like these moments and and falls that harken back to their previous matches, which is something that is cool that I appreciate. And then you can also do an evolution of their movesets and see how all of their things have, the, the way that they fight has changed. And, and then that is like, it's a real journey of storytelling in Iron Man match, right? Like you can get all of uh, a wrestler's journey just through moves and through pinfalls. And I think that is like the most meaningful way to do it. And I think to add to it, to add to this, um, uh, the stakes of the match, you not, it's not necessarily for the impact title, but I think whoever wins this match becomes the number one contender to face Kenny Omega at a future date. Because I think that on top of it being like one final match, it actually does mean something. And we don't know if CM Punk is going to stick around. We, we know Joe is going to stick around. But like what happens, right? Like what happens after this match? Like it can't go on f- for fucking ever. I um, think I, I, I personally think that I think that Punk wins. Ooh. I think Punk wins. Interesting. Because, yes, it does technically then tie them. But I think in today's current context, I think it's just a a bigger reason to I think I think it, it I think it's just it's a more impactful finish that CM get CM Punk gets his comeuppance Joe then go it's like and then they f- can have a huge sign of respect it's just everybody's shouting fight forever mm. standing ovation these two holding up they're clearly equals now instead of just like Joe is better it's like no they are equals they will forever be equals um Joe goes off to lead impact punk gets yeah. his opportunity against Kenny for the world title. Yeah. In AEW. I think at first I was like, Joe should win. But after that explanation, I think it does make sense that Joe loses. I think via one big GTS, like I think that is like what puts them out. And then like the, the time runs out or whatnot. I really wonder, I really, I'm, I actually like have no idea if punk could even lift Joe up to do a GTS. <laughs> now, maybe, maybe he puts him up on like the top rope and just like kind of drops him onto his knee. Like it's like, it's kind of like mm-hmm. assisted in a way. So then well, he just like, let's go. And go. <laughs> When they did these this trilogy of matches, they were in their twenties. Mm-hmm. Like you watch them back. The funny thing is, you watch them back. Punk looks the same. Joe looks so much younger than he does now. Yes, 
Like Joe has yes. has definitely aged, but Punk like yeah, Punk for some reason has stayed the same. Looks looks is like a vampire and looks the exact same. Yeah, yeah, and uh, it makes sense. I think yeah. Now, uh, like evaluating this finish, like I think yeah, Punk goes over, challenges Kenny Omega. That's a bigger draw for the next pay per view because Tony Khan probably threw him a bunch of money to be like, okay, you're getting one last match with Joe. That's like your big like storyline thing. And then you get a shot with Kenny and maybe Kenny wins and then CM Punk goes, goes away again. But like, it's like for one final run, like being able to go over and beat like basically your greatest foe, like the person that you haven't been able to beat and then getting a chance to challenge for like one of the top titles in present wrestling. I think that would mean a lot for CM Punk. And I think that, it would be the worthwhile storyline to come back. And of course, the money. He's got a family. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's taking that check. And Tony is paying for cult of personality. So you fucking better believe that he's coming back. <laughs> so the funny thing. Um, so I was trying to look up what when you mentioned it, I was trying to look up what uh, Punk's uh, indie finisher was. I know it's like Pepsi Plunge or something like that, I think. Um but just the second you look up CM Punk on Google, a bunch of stuff comes up. And one of them is that apparently he's been banned from Riot Fest for like the past six years <laughs> as a joke where it's like apparently like what it said that um, Living Color, which is the band that does Cult of Personality, is playing at this year's Riot Fest. And apparently like for the past six years, CM Punk has been on, on the Riot Fest website there is a list of things banned from the festival. Selfie sticks. Um, oh, what what else was it? It was like it was like selfie sticks. I gotta look this up again because it's just really funny. Oh, a second. 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 I really just want to find this. Selfie again. sticks. Oh, pineapple um, pizza. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Littering and uh, Phil okay, Bro- makes sense. And Phil Brooks. <laughs> AKA which is, uh CM Punk's real name. CM Punk. It's Phil Brooks. Yeah, it's like yeah. selfie sticks, pineapple pizza, uh littering, Phil Brooks. <laughs> and and so apparently funny. it's like a joke, but it's also kind of serious. <laughs> Anyways. Oh. But I think that last final match would be very much just hearkening back to what their uh, original fights were, which like I explained earlier are like technical masterpieces in terms of endurance, uh, chain wrestling combinations. But I think now that they're a lot more experienced, yes, they're older, but I think Mm -hmm. that they are more experienced now where they know how to get a bigger reaction And so I think there would be much more heightened emotional moments that would capture an audience. Um, And be one for the ages to remember. Yeah. Uh, And I think, yeah, I think punk wins. I think, and, and I think the finish is that they each get two. 
I think one of them, Joe, does just choke out Punk. But because the timer keeps going, he's not out yet. And then eventually he Mm. fights back. I think Punk gets the final pin in like the final 30 seconds. I agree. It has to be like that. I mean, it's just like how these matches are built, right? Because it's got to build to like, is... Like, so, okay. One of the most memorable, one of the most memorable Iron Man matches ever is Shawn Michaels versus uh, Brett the Hitman Hart. Mm. Uh, and that was where Shawn won his first title. They went to a draw in that original match. And then they announced, okay, we're going to do one more minute. And then in like 30 seconds, Michaels gets the pin and wins. But like, it's the most memorable one because I think a lot of people think back to it and go like, whoa, what a great match. But like a lot of people like have started going back to it and went, it's not actually that great of a match because literally it's like they go 60 minutes. You're like, oh, okay. And then they, and then it really feels like kind of like a, a WWE finish where like, oh, well, uh, let's, uh, we'll just restart. Oh, look, Michaels wins. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't. And I think like it meant to be a tie. And then like, like, cause then Brett, like in that original match, like Brett then is like, you know what? Fine. We'll go. No, we're going to go again. And then like Sean just comes out on top. So it's like still to make Brett look strong, even though mm. it was like 15 years ago or, or more now, 20 plus years ago. And you're like, oh, wow. WWE is still technically kind of doing 50-50 booking even 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 back then but i think that you wouldn't want this to end in a it's this it's this trouble of like it would be kind of cool that it ends in a draw and then the crowd chants one more minute like they did for the originals and they do have one more minute and punk comes over like goes over but i think it would be way more impactful that it comes down to the very final minute and then yeah, that's where I think punk, I think that's what it is. Yeah. Punk gets the third one and wins. Mm-hmm. In the last moments, yeah. he wins. Yeah. Yeah, and it's that's definitely way more meaningful than getting that extra the extra minute added because it feels just like that feels like meddling from, you know, upper management. Yeah, exactly. Cuz like the rules are the rules, like you don't just add on extra things unless you're like trying to push somebody in a particular direction and if there's like outside interference that's when like extra things are added so to keep it like a pure match and a competitive match in the spirit of their previous uh trilogy you have to just let it come down to the final minute and of course yeah punk will do an avalanche gts maybe (laughs) with the assistance of the top turnbuckle to hit joe and get him down for the for three and that's and then that is the final count of the match, and boom. CM Punk goes on to face Kenny Omega, and we don't know what happens. That nope. is for a future fantasy, <laughs> a future booking. No, I I think I like. We didn't go into too much detail about like specifics of what happens. I think it's more just like booking, dream booking the like very basic sort of storyline because I don't think a lot of crazy things would happen. I think there would be a, a few couple weeks between 
the first attack to the first couple promos to then them attacking each other on various shows, maybe, maybe on impact, maybe this. And it's, it's clearly that they'll, that punk is never going to leave Joe alone. Joe wants to get retaliation on punk. And then finally it comes down to them meeting face to face to decide one more match. Yeah. Yeah. It's a promo where Joe is wearing a suit. And some really weird sunglasses. And CM Punk is standing in the middle of the ring. And then Joe goes, give me what I want. And he's spitting all over the, give me what I want. Punk, give me what I want. He's all fucking feral. Uh, It's never happened before. I feel like you're referencing Uh, something. Did it uh, lead to a match at WrestleMania that went a little bit too long? I feel like you're you're trying to insinuate something. But... <laughs> but oh, but oh well. I, I I I can't remember. I don't know. Um, <laughs> awesome. Let us know online, social media, how you would want to see Joe versus Punk one last time. Mm-hmm, Is it in mm-hmm. WWE? Is it in AEW? Impact? How would you want them to have their last match? Who should ultimately win? All that good stuff. Slash, you know. Where do you want to see Joe end up? Where do you want? Do you want Punk to come back? If you want Punk to come back, where do you want him to show up? Let us know. Um, I think a good quick question to uh, finish off this episode uh, is something that I just came up with that I think is good to be related to this topic. Of course, if you want to submit mm. questions that we answer here on the podcast, you can submit them either to our social media or you can submit them on our website, unknownerafilms.com slash book events. Submit them there. Uh, I think just a really simple question to leave for the audience and to uh, talk about here is what rematch do you think you want to see get like one final like or rivalry that you want to see have like a rematch for the ages? Hmm. Like, is there a rivalry to you that you think like had a that you want to see have a better finish or like two two wrestlers who had a rivalry for a long time that you would love to see just go at it one more time that's interesting hmm i mean the first one that simply just comes to my head is edge and cena they yeah that could I be mean, cool yeah when i was in high school watching wrestling they were the shit like they were the two they were going back and forth back and forth back and forth and i love mm. just their chemistry how they went how they like wrestled each other the matches that they had like i think that they could have one final like hell yes hmm maybe Maybe this AJ Styles and mm-hmm. Kenny Omega one more time. One more time. That would be cool. That'd be really cool. That would be cool. And it being in Japan. That would also be really cool. So like um, Tokyo Dome. Yeah, yeah. That would be that would be a really cool match again. Yep. No, mm-hmm. oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Like you don't really even you need to go into detail. They're just, I they're just up, two. 
two of the greatest wrestlers on the planet and like to that for them to like you know go back to their rivalry 10 years after it started like that'd be that'd be awesome i searched up kenny omega and aj styles just uh because I wanted to be reminded of how many times they face each other. And like um, in the people also ask section of uh, that Google page, it is who is the big dude with AJ Styles? Who is behind AJ Styles? How tall is the black guy with AJ Styles? How tall is the bodyguard of AJ Styles? Oh, oh they're talking about almost. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh I was my like, God. I was like, are they talking about, are they talking about uh, 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 Luke Gallows or what? But no, they're, okay. They're talking about Omos. Uh, yeah. People just want to know about Omos. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's hilarious. He looks a Damn. lot. Uh, I'll say I'll say Omos looks a lot like that um, giant ninja that came out with Tazawa. I wonder if they know each other. Anyway, uh, let us know what <laughs> rivalry you want to see have one final match, or even if it is can't be possible because the wrestlers aren't with us anymore or aren't wrestling anymore. Mm. Even just if it's a dream match, what rivalry do you want to see have one final match? Let us know. Uh, and to close out the episode, Anthony, hit them with your recommend match recommendation that you want to see everyone okay. go out and watch. All right, because it's a Samoa Joe episode, I want to do one of his highest rated matches in the WWE in which he comes out on top. And that would be WWE Extreme Rules 2017, where it's a fatal five way between Samoa Joe, Bray Wyatt. Finn Balor, Roman Reigns, and Seth Rollins. You gotta give that one a watch. It's that's a mission finish, I think, but it's what still a, good. What a match full of talent. That's a lot of guys. That's a lot of dudes. We're all lot, extremely, extremely good. A lot of good dudes. And uh, Joe comes out on top, but you'll have to watch how. I did say it was a submission finisher, so you'll have to watch how I think watch it. Yeah, (laughs) go watch it. Go watch it. It might be a submission finish. Uh, It might not be, but I did say that it was. So I'll check it out. Cool. I think (laughs) that'll do it for this episode. That'll do. That'll do. If you enjoy what we do here, (laughs) please review the podcast. Um, yeah. And also, please follow us on our Twitter at Book Events Pod. Um, I'm mentioning this now because I also want to say, you know, uh, I think it, we would love to hear from people. Uh, if you listen to the podcast and you're enjoying it, um, I want to do a call out. If you tag us in a post on Twitter at our uh, at our Twitter account at Book Events Pod, and you tell us um i think if you add us and you say punk versus joe one last time we will shout you out next episode we'll give you a shout out next episode and also we will just aggressive we'll just aggressively tweet at cm punk and samojo just to annoy (laughs) them then they'll block us (laughs) But please follow us on Twitter. We haven't been blocked by any wrestlers yet, I think. I don't think so. I don't know. Maybe. Eh. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But please follow us on Twitter. <laughs> add us. 
send us Joe versus Punk one last time, and we will shout you out in the next episode of the podcast. Um, as always, you can yes. follow everything that we do here at Unknown Error by following us online at UE underscore films. You can follow myself on Twitter and Instagram at Barton underscore Menet. You can follow Mr. Anthony Hall at Hall and Jokes on Instagram and Twitter. And again, follow the podcast at Book Events Pod. Thank you very much for listening and or watching. Have yourself a good rest of your week. Rot, watch some wrestling. Stay safe out there. And we'll catch you next time. Too sweet. <laughs> <laughs>